Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Before we do get started, I want to encourage you as you're making your travel plans for the summer, remember johnnydollarair.com. johnnydollarair.com is a Priceline affiliate, so you can name your own price on hotels, rental cars, airline tickets, and even more, or choose for some great uh, published specials. Plus, part of your purchase price goes to support the great detectives of old-time radio at no additional cost to you. So remember, when making travel plans, johnnydollarair.com. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. The original air date is February the 9th of 1958, and the title is The Sick Chick Matter. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Johnny Dollar. Oh, good, good. Huh? Uh, Johnny, this is Ben Pringle. Ben, how are you? Still selling insurance for Star Mutual? No, not anymore. Oh, that's right. You were talking about retiring. They have retired. Yes, you go. I quit the insurance business and bought myself a poultry farm. Well, good for you. Where is it, Ben? It's right here in Vineland, New Jersey. And how's it going? Oh, terrible, Johnny. It's terrible. Oh? When I think of all the pretty chickens that I've lost... Well, what seems to be the trouble? Johnny, somebody's trying to put me out of business. Well, I don't know who or why or how, but Ben, if I can be of any help to you... You can, Johnny, you can. I was going to call Star Mutual because everything I have is insured pretty heavily, but first I thought I'd make sure that you're available. For you, anytime. Well, then come on down here, will you? In the meantime, I'll notify the company that you're on the way. Just give me your address and I'll be on my way. Bob Bailey. In the exciting adventures of the man with the action-packed expense account, America's fabulous freelance insurance investigator... Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Now, act one of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. (laughs) Expense account submitted by Special Investigator Johnny Dollar. To the Star Mutual Insurance Company, Home Office, New York, New York. Following is the account of expenses incurred during my investigation of the sick chick matter. <laughs> Item 1, 1050, train fare and incidentals, Hartford to Philadelphia. There, to be sure of adequate transportation, I rented a car. That's item 2, 50 bucks deposit. The 35-mile drive south on Route 47 was uneventful, and I finally turned left onto Vineland's Main Street, Landis Avenue. Vineland. The heart of sunny southern Jersey. At least that's what the sign said. It's a busy little city. Landis Avenue, a busy street. Finally, I stopped at a mobile gas station on the far edge of town to ask about the address Ben Pringle had given me. Just keep going straight out Landis Avenue for about five, six miles till you come to East Vineland. East Vineland, huh? Yeah, then you turn right, go about a mile, mile and a half. You can't miss it. If you can pick it out from the rest of the poultry farm. A lot of them, huh? Vineland's the egg basket of the world. Where do you suppose Philadelphia, New York, and the rest get all their eggs and chickens? Yeah, well, I'd better get underway. Thanks a lot. Anytime, mister. The 
gas attendant was right. There were enough chicken ranches in the outlying sections to supply half a dozen cities. And trying to pick out the one belonging to Ben Pringle was a problem. Finally, to ask further directions, I pulled up at the nearest farmhouse. Yeah? What do you want? I'm looking for Mr. Ben Pringle's place. Oh, Ben Pringle. He's right next door. Oh, oh the poor man. Come in? Yes, he's coming down here from New York. He's spent all his money, and what happens? He's going to lose his flock. Doesn't know much about raising chickens, huh? Yeah, he's a don't know nothing. Joe, my old man, he's a try to sell him when he come here. It's a take more than a money to raise the chicken. So why don't he get out? Why don't he sell out before he spend all his money and lose everything? You uh, think that's what he ought to do, Mrs. Uh... I'm no cheering fooling. My old man, he's cheering fooling. What's your name? Johnny, darling. Well, then if you know him, you tell him. He's like all the rest. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, they make some money in the big city. They want to do what you call retire on it. So? So they're coming down here, buy a nice piece of farmland. We got a plenty nice farmland here. I can see that. So they think all they need is some chicken houses, some chicken feed. And then all they got to do is collect the eggs and make a lot of money. But it's not that easy. Huh. Then the Pringle, he's going to listen to us anymore. He's going to lose his flock. He's going to have to sell out cheap. He's a loser shot. And his farm goes to rack and roll. Uh-huh. And that's when somebody else comes in. Somebody he's don't know how to raise the chickens. They buy them up cheap. Oh, is that how you got this big place of yours? Oh, sure. We started with a little place. We work hard. We make a little money. Then, when somebody like him comes along, we buy him out. We got a nice, a bigger place. That sort of thing happened very often around here, Mrs. Renzoli? Oh, sure. All of the time. You ask a Tony Pasquale. Now, he's got a big farm. You ask a Carmen Chinero. Same thing. You know Tommy Berlusconi? Uh, no, no. We ask him. Same thing. Same thing that... What's the matter, huh? Oh, uh, I, I was just thinking, Mrs. Renzulli, it's uh, pretty much to your advantage to see these people go broke, isn't it? No, you're just the one man. Frank, though, isn't it? Look, I don't know who you are, what you want, what's your business. My business is finding out why Ben Pringle's having trouble, maybe who is causing it. You get out of here. I don't like it the way you talk. Sure. I don't think I like you. Yeah? Maybe you'll like me even less after I've talked to Ben Pringle. How about that? Get out! <laughs> Golly, I'm glad you can make it, Johnny. <laughs> yes, sir. Sit down. Sit down. Yeah. Well, from what I hear, Ben, you're having a pretty rough time of it. Oh, I suppose it's my own fault, Johnny. Walking into a project like this without knowing more about it. Well, how deep have you gone into this, Leo? Oh, my, too deep, Johnny, too deep. All in all, I've spent nearly 40000 That's just about all I have. And most of us had to go for replacing my herd. Herd? Yeah, my herd of chickens. Oh. And I thought it'd be so easy, you know, just buy a few hundred chickens. Yeah, throw them some feed, yeah. collect the eggs, collect the money. Yes, and I'd be fixed up for like, oh dear, there are more diseases a chicken can catch. There are more lice and bugs. And... Oh, and now this. Hey, Ben, you uh, you said something, something about somebody's trying to put you out of business. That's right, Johnny, and I'm sure of it. But why, I don't know. I didn't know I had an enemy in the world. Well, what's going wrong? Well, just wait till you see my herd of chickens. And if you don't agree with me, that... Oh, I'm sure you'll agree with me. About what? That they're being poisoned. What? That's what... By whom? I think I know. Oh, yes, sir. Well? By somebody who'd like to see me go broke. So that he could buy you out cheap. Who, Ben? I'll tell you who. Because he wants to add my property to his. And he's right next door. And his name is Joe Rinzulli. <laughs> 
Act two of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, in a moment. And now for another episode in the life of Sergeant Donald Bellwether, my husband. Reba! Reba! What is it, Donald? Confound it, Reba, I can't find the fountain pen. I've looked all through this desk. Here it is, dear. Mm, here it is. You must have used it as a marker when you were reading this book. Let's see, this great literary classic, Six-Gun Showdown at Powder River Gulch. All right, never mind about my reading habits. Just look at the coverage we're going to get with this new auto accident policy. Mm, let's see. Yes. Collision. Mm-hmm. $50 deductible. Fire, theft, public liability, property damage, medical benefits. In other words, we have complete coverage. That's right. Of course, it's going to cost us money. I'm sending the company a check right now. Gee, it's too bad we don't live in Rhode Island. Rhode Island? Why? Oh, because then our rates would be lower. Rhode Island has less accidents per capita than any other state. Oh. Well, which state has the highest? Let me see. Uh, oh, here, here it is, Nevada. No, oh, by golly, Nevada's second highest. Alaska has the most. Really? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just too bad we can't eliminate traffic accidents completely. Not only would it save life and limb, but it'd be a lot less strain on the pocketbook. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. These automobile accident policies get more expensive every year just because there's so many costly accidents. Well, I'm glad we've got some good insurance coverage, Donald, but just remember one thing. Oh, what's that, honey? Well, some auto accidents ruin a fender and some ruin a family. Yeah, that's true. Very true. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't want any of your old insurance money. I want you here at home, safe and sound. You'll always drive carefully, won't you? Yes, I will be. That's my Donald. That's my Donald. And now, act two of yours truly, Johnny Dollar and the Sick Chick Matter. Kill off your flock, put you out of business. Yes, sir, Joe Rinsley, and I'm sure of it. But just wait till you see him. Johnny, I have got the sickest herd of chickens you ever saw. Okay, Ben, let's take a look at them. Though I'm afraid I don't know much about the critters. You don't have to. Anybody could tell. Just anybody. Come on. Come on. Have you talked with a vet about them? Huh. Sure I have. Finest vet in the county, too. Dr. Goldhaft. Why, he has a regular laboratory. He's known all over the world. He's the one that cured him with the cholera and the hepatitis and the synovitis. Necoxitititis, tosis. Johnny, after I've called him in so many times, he even gave me a book. A book? Yes, he did. So that I'd know what all the diseases were and, well, so I wouldn't have to make him drive all the way out here when I'd just forgotten to give the hens their land mash or, or enough water or something like that. You'd forget to... Well, no wonder you've had trouble with your flock. And I was... Well, I guess I was kind of a nuisance to him, too, but I did so want my herd to be a good one and... Lay a lot of eggs for me. Well, what does the vet say about what ails them now? Well, I haven't told him. You haven't told him? Well, see, I'm afraid I still owe him a pretty big bill. Yeah, but look, Ben, huh? And I looked in the book. I looked in the book, Johnny. And there's nothing in it about the way they are. There is not a word. And that's why I sent for you. But, Ben, I told you, I don't know anything about them. Of course, if you're right, if they're being poisoned... Oh, let's take a look at it. Yes, yes. You'll see. You'll see. You got a nice-looking layout, I'll say that. Nice new houses for them. Big fenced-in yards, or whatever you call them. And there's plenty of room for them. Oh! 
There, uh, yes, sir. You see? Uh, they're all so sad-looking. They're just so sad and petulant. As though they hold it against me for whatever ails them. Those poor little things. So help me. I've never seen any. Do chickens ever suffer from the blind staggers? You mean the blind staggers? Would it mean like horses get? Oh, no, sir. No, I'm sure you could. Because it isn't in the book. And if it isn't in the book... Ben, you're sure you haven't been spiking their drinking water with some of your private stock? Oh, why, of course not, Johnny. You know, you were my one insurance contact that always suggested the nip of that bottle you kept in your desk. Oh, now, Johnny. Boy, these chickens sure look... Hey, you said you feed them a lane, man. It's right here in the shed. Come along. But, uh, what are you thinking of? Well, if any of that stuff should get good and wet and ferment. Oh, no, no, no. It's as sweet and dry as the day I bought it from Jake Rubinoff. <laughs> there. Uh, see that? You see what I mean? Where's Jake Rubinoff? Uh, he's the biggest feed dealer in town. Yeah. Certainly smells all right. Yeah, it is all right. Oh, no, Mr. Donnie. My herd has been poisoned. And you suspect Joe Anzuli on the next farm? Of course I do. Wasn't he one of the people who tried to help you get started when you first came down? Oh, here? sure, sure, sure. Yes, he pretended to. But I can see now is just to look over my nice place and see how much he can get his hands on when I go broke. Well, if you had some concrete reason for thinking he might be poisoning your farm... I've seen him. Yes, I have. I've seen him with my own eyes. Come right over here at night, several times. What? And scatter something over the fence into my pens out of a big sack. What was it? Uh, by the time it was daylight and I could see... The chickens have eaten it all night. You sure it was Renzuli? Of course I am. Okay, Ben. I'm going over and talk with him. I went back to the farm next door. I found Joe Renzuli in one of his sheds. Tall, husky, and well-tanned. He was hard at work building some kind of an affair with a large wooden frame. There. These are finished. Like I say, Mr. Dollar, you keep the chickens in a cage up off the ground. They're more healthy. You get them more fat. Bring a better price in the market. <laughs> yeah. How you like that, huh? I asked you a question, Mr. Renzulli. I'd like an answer. Now. All right. All right, I tell you. I think you better. It's because I try to help the poor man without his find out. So I throw it over the fence at night when he's in O.C. Throw what over the fence? Well? Yeah. Move. It's a sock. Hey, you see? In this one. XLNC Vitagrol Supplement. That's right. The vitamins. Vitamins? He's a chicken, sir. They're sick. He don't know what to do. He's a waste all his money. He's a nice fella, so I help him. You sure that bag doesn't contain some kind of poison? 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 Yeah. No! Where'd you get that stuff? Jake Rubinoff feed store. What are you trying to accuse me of? Nothing. Yet. I'm going to try to help the poor man, that's all. You don't like that? I want a sample of that stuff. Sure, take all you want. So what are you going to do? Well, it's too late now, but in the morning I'm going to take it into town to the feed place and check on it. You go ahead. And believe me, if there's anything wrong with it, I'm coming back here with the police in tow. Police? You better talk, Renzoli. You don't understand. You don't know. It's small a place like this. You've got to stay friends with everybody. Huh? You make trouble for people, it's no good. What are you talking about? You... Your neighbor is your friend. Oh, sure. Just like you're a good friend of Ben Pringle. Yeah, that is so. But you're protecting somebody who's poisoning his chicken. No, that's a big lie. Then what's all this double talk? Why are you so afraid I'll bring the police out here? Well, I am. Um, I'm not. I mean... Or maybe you've done something you're afraid they'll tag you for, is that it? No, that is wrong. Fact remains, you know something about Ben Pringle's trouble with his flock. I tell you, I tell you. You've told me nothing. Okay, I'll find out for myself. Ah, ah, good. That is good. 
Huh? You no live here. You find out. That's all right. That's the good. Find out what? You. You find out. And that's all I could get out of. And on the way back to Ben Pringle's farm, I suddenly began to wonder if I hadn't stepped into something more than just a bunch of sick chicks. You know something? As it turned out, I certainly had. Act three of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, in a moment. Do you know who said, absolute freedom of the press to discuss public questions is a foundation stone of American liberty? Those words were said by former President Herbert Hoover. Mr. Hoover was well aware of the important role that freedom of the press had played in the creation and growth of the United States of America. He realized that without freedom of the press, no democratic form of government could exist. One of the first steps in the path toward totalitarianism is the creation of a controlled press. A free press hampers the work of a potential dictator. When the press is free, the people of a country are free. When the press is not free, the people of a country are in danger of slavery. Remember the words of Herbert Hoover. They are part of your American heritage. Freedom of the press is a foundation stone of American liberty. And now, act three of yours truly, Johnny Dollar and the Sick Chick Matter. By the time I got back to Ben Pringle's place, he had spread something that passed for supper on the kitchen table. Mm, uh, just help yourself here, Johnny. There's plenty more in the stone. Uh, <laughs> if I don't cook the best canned beans you ever eat. Mm, uh, yeah. Yes, aren't they delicious? Have some ketchup. Hey, look, man, as I told you, I got nothing out of Joe Renzulli, except a powerful feeling that he's protecting one of your neighbors around here. Well, you know how it is out in the country this way, Johnny. A man who tells on his neighbors, well, he's, he's an outcast. Hey, maybe that's why Renzulli didn't mind if I could find out what's going on here for myself. I still think he's doing it. Yes, sir. Whose place is that on the other side? I noticed a brand new Lincoln out front. Oh, oh all right, yes. Well, he's a nice young man. <laughs> oh, he's real nice. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, John Culpepper. He came up here from the south. <laughs> I can tell that by the way he talks. Well, what's he do? Oh, he uh, just lives there, yes. Uh, oh, he has some of the gayest parties, though. <laughs> young men, young women. All he wants to drink. Oh, no wonder you like him. If he can scrounge drinks from him. Oh, well, I have tried to drop him on him now and then, but he's always just shoved a bottle in my hand and told me to come back here and enjoy it by myself. <laughs> uh, and who am I to refuse a nice gesture like that? That barn in back of this place. Horses? Cows? Oh, no, no, no animals of any kind. The funny thing, though. Yeah? Well, I'm a very sound sleeper, you know, Johnny, very, but I'm sure that I've heard some big trucks pulling in there at night. And I've often wondered about it. But then I just went right back to sleep. Ben, have you got a flashlight I can use? Oh, well, sure, Jenny, I have. I'll get it for you, too. Why? What are you going to do? Let's, uh, call it a little exploring. The night was warm, and some of Ben's chickens were still out in the yard. They were gathered by a section of the fence right next to the neighbor, Mr. Culpepper's barn. And I noticed something else. A well-worn path from that barn to the fence. Funny. 
quietly as possible, I climbed over the fence and worked my way to the barn. There was a light on somewhere inside of it. And then, then I caught it. A faint, piercing odor that I hadn't smelled, so help me, since I'd worked on a case down in the hillbilly country of Kentucky. I sneaked over to a crack in one of the barn doors. Inside, I could see cases and cases of bottles and the outline of a huge copper still. Moonshot. Stand still, mister. Huh? Don't you move, sir. I'll blow your head off. Revenue, huh? Revenue? I've seen you poking around Renzulis and Pringles today, and I figured you might be dropping in. No. Keep your hands up. Oh, now, look, Culpepper. No, you look. If you'll reach inside the pocket of my jacket, you'll find a card case that'll show you who and what I am. You know, I might just do that now. But don't you try anything funny. Keep them right up over your head. If you'd like this flashlight. Don't move. There's enough light coming through the crack in this door. Now, you stand still while I... Johnny Dollar. Insurance investigator? That's right. Well, then you... Then what are you doing here? Culpepper, the only interest I have in your still is what it's doing to Ben Pringle's chickens. What's that? Yeah, and in getting this gun away. No, I'll shoot you out. Oh, you don't. Look, I'll make a deal with you. Say, uh, a couple of thousand dollars to keep your mouth shut about my still? I told you, I don't care about your still. Then I don't get it. That's out of my bailiwick. All I care about it... Wait a minute. You make whiskey out of mash. Have you been dumping sour mash over Pringle's fence? Oh, sure, to destroy the evidence. <laughs> Holy smoke. Then all that's wrong with Ben's chickens is that they're drunk. Boiled to the gills. You mean to say that old used... Yeah, I mean to say. Now, come on. I think you and Ben had better have a little talk. So they talked, Ben and Culpepper. In exchange for not being reported, Culpepper agreed to pay my expense account, Ben's veterinary bills, and a move out of the county. Oh, I, I suppose I should have notified the local authorities of what was going on. But isn't that really a job for the company? After all, like I said, it is out of my bailiwick. Hey, you know something? The stuff Culpepper was turning out in that old barn wasn't half bad. Expense account total to the company, nothing. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar. Starring Bob Bailey originates in Hollywood and is produced and directed by Jack Johnstone, who also wrote today's story. Heard in our cast were Lucille Meredith, Howard McNear, Gil Stratton, Jack Moyles, and Sam Edwards. Be sure to join us next week, same time and station, for another exciting story of yours truly, Johnny Dollar. This is Dan Coverley speaking.
Johnny Dollar has been a presentation of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. Welcome back. Well, um, uh, I have to say, I don't know how happy the insurance company will be with that uh, settlement. We're kind of awkward uh, when it comes for, uh, if an auditor comes in, well, why didn't Dollar uh, turn in an expense account on this case, uh, request months? Oh, that's okay. His expense account was paid by a bootlegger. It's blackmail money, so it's all good for auditing purposes. Um, I did search for the uh, man who called Johnny. I was searching all over to find out what episode he was in before, but he didn't actually appear to be in any specific episode. Uh, just one of those friends of Johnny they uh, write in every now and again. Um also, City of Vineland, very interesting, because I don't generally associate um, New Jersey uh, with uh, ruralness and agriculture, so I looked up on this, and it turns out that Vineland, New Jersey, used to be a big center for egg production. However, uh, with new technology, uh, it basically ended up uh, driving down the cost of eggs, and uh, really uh, took a bite out of the uh, poultry industry there, so it's no longer that dominant force that it once was. Also, we had another uh, episode with that couple that's always concerned about uh, car accidents. They definitely uh, do a good job of raising some concerns and even making some of the statistics uh, seem interesting. I found myself curious what Idaho statistics were uh, back in uh, 19, probably sometime in the 60s since they referenced Alaska as being a state. Though in real life, a couple that talks this much about uh, auto accidents uh, might be a little bit much, but uh, at any rate, we do turn to some listener comments and feedback, and uh, we do have uh, this one uh, regarding episode 1567, The 11 O'Clock Matter. Sean says, love Johnny Dollar. Is it just me, or does the ending seem rather abrupt? Well, I listened to it again. The ending didn't seem especially abrupt, but there is a sense... Uh, when we're going to these uh, sort of full-length mysteries told in 20 minutes uh, or 22 minutes, whatever, uh, that uh, people do tend to rush. Uh, so you do get some rushed endings, but this one didn't seem especially so uh, any more than most other uh, of these uh, shorter-length stories. All right, well, that will do it for today. 
We will be back tomorrow with Dragnet. Next Friday, another episode of Yours Truly, Johnny Dollar. And coming next Tuesday, it's the adventures of Ellery Queen. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio Detectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.